podcast. Enjoy the show. Hello, and welcome back to the Movie Bar Podcast, the average movie podcast for average movie fans by average movie fans. The bar is now open. Welcome to episode 54. I am your host, John. I'm Justin. And I'm Kyle. Yay! We got it on cue. How are you guys doing Woo! this week? Well, had better, better weeks. Yeah. Goddamn Bruins. Not yeah. showing up to play goddamn playoff games. Starting an injured goalie. Oh. The joys of being a Boston yeah. sports fan. We yeah, win some, well, we lose some. They still have the record for the best regular season, so I'll take that. There you go. It's something. <clears throat> All right, a little bit of housekeeping. First, I have to I have to rant and gripe about a TV slash entertainment related app, the History Channel app. So, you know how some time ago I mentioned that I'd watched that uh, Secrets of Skinwalker Ranch? Yep. I watched that season on Netflix. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that was a History Channel show that now has four seasons. Okay. So... I'm like, all right, well, let's go to On Demand, see what On Demand has. On Demand has season four, episode one and two. Like, oh, they have their own app. Let's, let's go try this app. So I download the app on my phone first. Try to sign into it. Won't let me sign in through my TV provider account for some reason. Kept saying my password was wrong, which is BS because, uh, I work for them. Um, <laughs> so then I tried it on my TV. Same thing. Mm-hmm. I got into it. Couldn't sign into my account, so I tried just setting up an account, you know, one of their history channel, whatever, blah, 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 blah. And I'd go to the the show, and I'd push play. Nothing. Error occurs. So I couldn't get anything to play on that app. So history channel, screw your app. I want to watch that goddamn show. Fix it. Make it so I can use it. Now, History Channel isn't isn't a part of another app such as like no, Peacock or whatever. Yeah, but a lot of channels have their own. But no, a lot of that, their but they even advertise the app on the channel while you're watching it. Go to the History app. Go to the History app. It's on the History app. You can't get the History app to play. Go. <laughs> Screw okay. History. Well, that's oh. what you get for trying to learn shit, Justin. It is. It's an interesting show. Oh, they do have the Outlaw Chronicles, the Hell's Angels. Interesting. Meh. And the toys that built America. I'm sure that's not toys, but whatever. Gangs. All right. Anyway, I guess it's time for Has Kyle seen it? <laughs> do you have one for Kyle this week, Justin? Nope. <laughs> I do. <laughs> Justin, do you think Kyle has seen I Know What You Did Last Summer? It's a possibility. I mean, you had to read the book in school. I Know What You Did Last Summer? There was a yeah. book? Yeah. I read it in school. Uh, but anyway, he's saying no, so. 
Well, I didn't think he had. That's why I picked it. Yeah. So I've been. It's one of. I've literally sat down to watch that movie probably about ten times in the past couple months. I just haven't started it. I would think it'd be a must-watch for any young teenage boy because it does have Jennifer Love Hewitt in it. And Sarah Michelle Gellar, too. Mm, yeah, well, Jennifer Love Hewitt has more pronounced things to stare at. Keep it clean. <laughs> Keep it clean. All right. Just saying. Kyle, want. Kyle, why don't you give us a rundown of the news that from CinemaCon 2023. All right. Um, I'll give a quick rundown. So, you know, there's we'll a lot of trailers. We'll discuss each one as we go along, you know, if it's something yeah. newsworthy. Um, there's a lot of trailers that will, you know, they'll be rolling out in the coming weeks. But uh, I kind of, you know, I skip those because when those are out, we'll talk about them. Um, mm. Big news. Hugh Grant will play an Oompa, Oompa Loompa in Wonka, um, the prequel Whatever. Um, I guess that was in the trailer, so we'll see that soon, hopefully. Is he going to play all the Oompa Loompas? Uh, There's going to be an outrage where the little people start getting mad because they gave a little person job to a, a normal person. I'm sure, but, you know, we'll see. I mean, all for them, you know, if it's a role that's meant for a little person, they should get it, but... I don't know what the hell these movie studios are thinking when they do crap like that. But anyways, um, we talked about it last week, but Craven the Hunter will be rated R, and then Rhino is in it. So more Spider-Man movies without Spider-Man. Hopefully it's, a good, Spider Hopefully it's yeah. a good Rhino and not that stupid mechanical suit crap. Yeah, I think uh, I think it is. I think he like transforms or something which is also weird i don't know we'll see so are these tied in with the the marvel movies or are these just their own standalones like venom kind of is they're in the venom verse oh yeah they're playing the multiverse game okay because venom's gonna be in the next spider-man here soon and we'll see what happens um bad boys 4 is currently shooting and Will Smith is, you know, in it. So we'll see if he has a big comeback. Uh, Why are you going to say it like that? All they do well, is slap a guy. Come on now. I mean, I'm not the one saying, I'm not the one who decides that stuff. I'm just saying. And Martin Lawrence is in it too, but, you know, whatever. I, I guess it doesn't yeah. matter. When, yeah, yeah. Well, um, if he went up on stage and slapped somebody across the face while millions of people were watching it probably be questions about him. I, I will say, I just saw a clip that was put together. I don't know who put it together, but it was like Jaden Smith when he was a little kid. And the, they were like, oh, how was it like working with your dad? And, well, you know, he kind of lied to me. I thought it was a comedy, but it was a drama. And then it cuts to Will Smith. Keep, your na keep my name out your fucking mouth. <laughs> yeah, I've seen that. I'm, yeah. So, all right, continue. Um, we also got the description for the Gran Turismo movie, which kind of sounds interesting. It tells the story of Jan Mardenboro, who won his way to a racing career by being really good at the game. So that that sounds like it could be interesting. I I, I was kind of shocked they were making a Gran Turismo movie, but we'll see. Um, you know, there's a bunch of Flash stuff, um, but I think they showed the movie, and there's very positive first reactions to the Flash, so it might actually be getting good reviews when it comes out in June. Um, the Nun 2 releases in September. Uh, the Meg 2 uh, releases in August, on August 4th. 
Um, they also announced The Conjuring Last Rites, which is the fourth Conjuring movie with the um, Patrick Wilson and Vera Farmagia. Um, Beetlejuice 2 is in active development. I think Jenna Ortega is going to be in it. Um, Fast and Furious 11 was, you know, officially announced, even though we knew it was coming, and it's the finale of the movie series, apparently. So, unless they do a bunch of spinoffs, and then, uh, that'll be in 2025. Um, we also got news that Vacation Friends 2 will be dropping on August 25th. Have you seen the first one, Kyle? I know Justin S. That was his pick. No. I won. It was it was funny. You was it on? Funny. It's on Hulu. Hulu. Hulu, yeah. Um and then John Cena's in that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Well he's also gonna be in Barbie, apparently, as a mermaid, which adds to the tag to the giant uh cast of that. And we also got its tagline, which is, if you love Barbie, if you hate Barbie, this movie is for you, which is a very interesting tagline. Um, Rihanna will be in the Smurfs movie. Um, There's a sequel to Dodgeball that was announced, and Vince Vaughn will be returning. And then finally, Blumhouse revealed the title for the Exorcist remake, which is The Exorcist Believer. And I also think that the mom from the first Exorcist is returning in that one. And that's going to be a three, three film series. Yeah, so. but it, it's made by the guy who did the new Halloween, so that's not the best sign. Oh boy! And that's you know all the newsworthy worthy items I kind of found, but there's a ton and there's a ton of trailers, so stuff will kind of be leaking out. Um, there's a new Trolls movie with the same cast, Anna Kendrick yep. and Justin Timberlake. Hunter was a big Trolls fan for a short period of time. Um, did you guys hear about this Twitter account that put the entire Super Mario Brothers movie out there? I saw some news snippet about it, but and it was seen like nine million times. <laughs> I don't doubt it. So. The nerves, some people. All right, what have you guys watched? Justin, start us off. Not a whole heck of a lot. Uh, let's see. I watched Nothing But Trouble. Mm-hmm. I watched some big, big Things Go Wrong or something like that. Some show on uh, History Channel. <laughs> it's about disasters, technical disasters. Stuff like bridges collapsing. Five minutes ago, you were bitching about the History Channel. Now you're promoting it. Yeah. Watching the shows. What can I say? Their app sucks, but the shows are informative. Um. And I watched a show on Netflix. It's about a guy who owns uh, golden um, auctions. It's like a king of collectibles or something like that. Mm-hmm. That was an interesting show, but, you know, a lot of sports memorabilia and stuff like that. Ric Flair was on it. Right. Um, Mike Tyson and stuff like that. So that was pretty interesting. I don't know. I was watching a lot of shows this week, but. You ever watch that A&E show, WWE Most Wanted Treasures? No. It's pretty good. Because it's a staged WWE show. (laughs) I find it interesting (laughs) when they, like, I watched it today and they were actually discussing the, um, the cement truck when Stone Cold dropped the, in Vince's Corvette. They couldn't find the actual cement truck, but they found the cement truck that has pieces from the cement truck in it. Fucking. Whatever. 
All right, Kyle, what have you watched? Um, I saw Evil Dead Rise again. Then I saw Renfield. Um, I also watched The Suicide Squad, Pretty Woman, Ingrid Goes West, which I'll talk about, and then Nothing But Trouble. He was proud that he watched Pretty Woman. He even told me that in person on Sunday when I saw him. Yeah, that was one I hadn't seen. Well, as for me, I have a light week. So I watched Tales of Halloween, um, Saw 4. We watched Wally. Wally. Um, Big Stand, Nothing But Trouble. And then I watched Terrifier 2. And the reason I watched Terrifier 2 because Saturday I went to Monster Expo in Fairhaven, Mass. and met the lovely and talented Felissa Rose. And I totally forgot she was in that movie. So I... I had to go back and watch that. But that's all I watched this week. So we had an extra day and we watched less than normal. It's good. I know. <laughs> I mean, I did start Vegas vacation, but then, you know, power came back on. So I started moving shit around. Uh, all right. Now time for picks of the week. Kyle, start us off. So my pick was Ingrid Goes West. Following the death of her mother and a series of self-inflicted setbacks, young Ingrid Thorburn escapes a humdrum existence by moving out west to befriend her Instagram obsession, a Los Angeles socialite named Taylor Sloan. After a quick bond is forged between these unlikeliest of buddies, the facade, <coughs> excuse me, the facade begins to crack in both women's lives with comically malicious results. Um, it came out August 25th, 2017, and was directed by Matt Spicer, and it's Aubrey Plaza and Elizabeth Olsen, um, and then also Wyatt Russell, um, Kurt Russell's son. But yeah, that's just a fun movie about people obsessed with Instagram. Yeah. Cool. Good movie. I've actually seen that one. All right, Justin. I went with American Pie. Jim Oz, Finch, and Kevin are four friends who make a pact that before they graduate, they will all lose their virginity. The hard job now is how to teach, reach that goal by prom night. Whilst Oz begins seeing to grab attention and Kevin tries to persuade his girlfriend, Finch tries an easy route of spreading rumors and Jim fails miserably. Whether it's being caught on top of a pie or on the internet, Jim always ends up with his trusty sex advice from his father. Will they achieve their goal of getting laid by prom night, or will they learn something much different? Originally released July 9th, 1999, directed by Paul Weitz. Beats Weitz, I don't know. Um, this is just, you know, classic teenage frat comedy. Good stuff. Memories. Memories. Lots of lines. Stifler's mom. Stifler's mom. So many things came from this movie. Milf. Yep. Elf, yep. Uh, Eugene Levy playing the father, classic. Oh, man, yep. Have you seen this, Kyle, American Pie? Yeah, I've seen all of them. Holy shit. Well, my pick of the week is Sleepaway Camp. After a horrible boating accident kills her family, shy, sullen Angela moves in with her eccentric Aunt Martha and protective cousin Ricky. One summer, Martha sends the kids to Camp Arrowwalk. 
Soon after their arrival, bizarre, increasingly violent accidents claim the lives of various campus. Who is the twisted individual behind these murders? The disclosure of the murder's identity is one of the most shocking climaxes in the history of American cinema. It was released November 18, 1983, and was directed by Robert Hiltzik and stars Felissa Rose. I will say, she was probably one of the nicest people I've ever met. But watch the, the end of this movie is classic. Um, yeah, I'm not going to reveal what happens, but definitely check it out. Well, it's now time for our main topic. This week we are covering Nothing But Trouble, rated PG-13. It was released on February 15th, 1991 was directed by Dan Aykroyd, screenplayed by Dan Aykroyd and Peter Aykroyd. Um, its box office is 8.4 million USD. The music is composed by Michael Kamen and is distributed by Warner Brothers and Warner Brothers Pictures. And it's currently streaming on HBO Max. I actually don't think it is anymore. I went to go look, but it wasn't there. Yeah, there you go. Really? Things come, things go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, our cast. Physical media we, forever. For our cast, we have Chevy Chase as Chris Thorne, Dan Aykroyd as Judge Alvin J.P. Valkenheiser, and Bobo, John Candy as Officer Dennis Valkenheiser and Eldona Valkenheiser, Demi Moore as Diane Lightson, Valerie Bromfield as Miss Perda, Taylor Negron as Fausto Scrutinizo, Bertilla Damas as Ronaldo Scrutinizo, Raymond J. Berry as FBI Agent Mark, Brian Doyle Murray as FBI Agent Brian, John Wesley as Sam, and Daniel Baldwin as Dila Numero Uno. All right. So, hell of a cast, you know. Couple famous brothers in there, Baldwin and Murray. Um, while hosting a party in his Manhattan penthouse, financial publisher Chris Thorne meets lawyer Diane Lightson and agrees to escort, escort her to consult a client in Atlantic City the following day. Oh, their plan is thwarted by a couple clients, the old obnoxious Brazilian siblings there, Fausto and Ronaldo. Squidinizo. How do you pronounce that? I don't even remember from the from watching the movie. I um, watched it today and I can't remember. Yeah. They meet up with them. They invite themselves along as rich, obnoxious millionaire siblings will do. Um, so, I mean, uh, Thorne, he, he kind of gives them a little dupe, tries to get them, you know, get leaving before they wake up, but as they're pulling away, you know, the, the garage door comes up, and there they're standing. <laughs> oh, Chris! Chris, you try to leave us! Um, but they do eventually catch up, and they are out on the highway on their way to Atlantic City. Um, after running a stop sign, we kind of see the movie take a little bit of twist from what we thought it was going to be 
and subsequently uh, they attempt to escape the pursuing officer, Dennis Falkenheiser. Um, but the group is captured and taken before his 106-year-old grandfather, Judge Alvin Falkenheiser. Yeah, well, that, that chase was pretty cool. Yeah. And he's got the little gadgets and gizmos in his car to shut down the detour there. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, this whole little town, they they run everything, this this family. Um, the Vulcanizes. And they were just pulling off together to have a picnic, that's all. But now they're standing in front of the judge, which is in this, like, creepy-ass-looking house. Got junk everywhere. But Chris proceeds to offend the judge, and the yuppies are locked in a hidden room under the courthouse to be judged the next day, and they overhear the judge violently executing a group of convicted drug dealers on a deadly roller coaster named Mr. Bone Stripper. It's a hell of a name for a roller coaster. Mm-hmm. I mean, that whole scene where he's arresting those drug dealers. Mm-hmm was great. I love the whole play where, you know, Baldwin pulls out the guy and he's like, oh, yeah, God, bro, I'll shoot you. <laughs> oh, oh, no, don't do that. And he whips <laughs> out his fully automatic. He's like, no, you don't want to do that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's just great. But, I mean, you know, that that kind of, that's the kind of interaction you kind of stereotypically expect. You get the you know, the big city guys running through a little small backwater country town, you know, they're going to try yeah. to take advantage of the cop and no, not that one. Just assume he's a country hick. But, yep. It's so. like not good old John Candy. Mm-hmm. Now, Kyle, this is the first time you've seen this, right? Yes. What, what were your thoughts on seeing this whole I mean, just the, 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 you know, at the start, just the, like, it starts off normal enough. Yeah, it was, right? uh. You, you've got a party, you know, it seems like high class individuals and people, even though Chevy Chase is there. Um, and then it just immediately takes a left turn. <laughs> yeah, I was, uh, yeah. not expecting. Like, you know, through the chase, I was like, okay. Um, but once they, like, get arrested and they're all, like, they go to the town, I was like, wait, what, like, what is this movie? So I was uh, not expecting what I got, to say the least. That Mr. Bone Stripper thing is great. Yeah. But uh, now at this point, Chris Diane and the Brazilians, they're, uh, they get invited up to dinner because, you know, they're classy. You know, got to give them a nice meal if they're going to hold them overnight and all that stuff. Uh, and this is where they they learn that the judge is holding them as retribution for bad coal deal, which the Valkenheiser family uh, blames on the, the uh, poverty of their of their uh, land there. And at this point, you get the, you know, you get the train coming up with the condiments and, <laughs> you know, he, he, he asks him, how do you like your dog? <laughs> and everybody's immediately thinking, like, we're eating dog. I mean, all those things were some disgusting looking hot dogs um they look more like sausage than they did hot dogs yeah but the train was great with all the condiments on it can we talk about the hawaiian punch in the can i know kyle's too young to remember that 
But it you remember the, so much better. It did. That ecto cooler. So much better out of the big metal can. Kyle's just sitting there going, what the hell are they talking yeah. about? I know what the ecto cooler is, but I've only had Hawaiian punch out of a, like, gallon box or yeah. a big old plastic yeah. jug. Yeah. You'd have to poke a hole in the top using the little triangle P thing and. You know, you had two sizes. Mm-hmm. Those were the days. And I mean, this whole time you've got John Candy and Drag just giving eyes to Chevy Chase over there in the corner. Um, which I thought that was great, having John play both characters and just be mute. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, but uh, they do attempt an escape. Um. You've got the Brazilians jumping out the window, and you got Thorne and Diane running out to try to get out the front door, but they are trapped by Eldona. <laughs> um, meanwhile, after being chased by Dennis's trigger-happy cousin, Miss Perda, the Brazilians escape by cutting a deal with Dennis, who disca- decides to escape with them. I don't know. Are you jumping in that boat to get away from them? <laughs> they tried not to, but it didn't work. Yeah. Um, so the judge decides to hold Chris and Diane hostage and but they do eventually escape and get lost through hitting hallways and slides and become separated. Um eventually escaping into the um property's salvage yard, Diane meets and befriends the judge submit severely deformed grandchildren, Bobo and little Debble. A bard from living in the house. <laughs> so, how are your thoughts of Bobo? And <laughs> yeah, that's. Uh, I mean, the movie was already not what I expected, and then it again became something else. I was like, "What the hell is this?" I mean, I got to tell you, I've I've been watching this movie as long as I can remember. Um, I mean, I this was you know. Back in the day, you know, this was always running on HBO and Showtime and all that stuff, and I'd be watching it all the time. Um, but I love this movie. Who played Little Dobo? I don't know, but it wasn't any of the... Because Dan Aykroyd movies. played Bobo. Yeah. But Little Dobo was... If I, could find I think some just somebody else. But I don't really remember who. But yeah. Yo, you're too fat. <laughs> uh, but Jonathan John John Devecchi's played little devil, devil, devil. No devil, no no devil. <laughs> All right, so now we've got. Uh, they're, uh, Eldona's destroying Chris's BMW. And how about that scene from behind the wall, Kyle? Wait, what scene? Sorry, I'm blinking. The, the scene what? where Chevy Chase winds up at the bottom of his slide and he's looking through the peephole oh. at the judge. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dan Aykroyd is so great at that judge. 
And when he pulls the hair off, and his head looks like a gigantic penis, mm. and the nose, which yeah. that's what it is. That <laughs> <laughs> is so good. Uh, that was so good. Yes. Um, but now you got the judge catching Chris sneaking into the personal quarters and punishes him per the house policy and decrees that he must marry Hildona. Just because he touched her. Yep. You can't, you can't be, can't be touching his daughter. You touch her, you got her. Mm-hmm. Um, meanwhile, in the courtroom, Digital Underground is being held on charges of speeding, but the judge releases them after being charmed by an, by an impromptu rap performance. There's also about that speeding Tupac in there, huh? Do you expect to see Tupac in this movie? I did. That was probably the last <laughs> thing I expected. This is first film. How about when Dan Aykroyd started playing the piano? Well, you know, after watching the Blues Brothers, I was like, oh, he, yeah. you know, he can do it all. Yeah. Yes, he can. Well, the judge asked Digital Underground to stay as witnesses to the wedding, which Chris reluctantly goes through with an exchange for his life, but is later caught pleading with the band to help him escape. <laughs> uh, the band leaves without understanding him, and the judge furiously sentenced Chris to die in Mr. Bone Stripper. But just before it can tear him down, it breaks down and he escapes. Um, and then the judge nearly kills Diane with another claw contraption, known as the Greater Tyne. But Chris retrieves her at the last second and the two jump on a freight train back to New York. So the, the Greater Tyne, that was the six blades that was... You know, it's six blades that comes down. Yeah. Like they demonstrated on watermelons. And Well, after the two report their plight to the authorities, local and state police raid the judge's courthouse. And Chris and Diane are asked to accompany the officers to the site only to find out that the officers are involved and fully aware and allied with the judge. That was a twist, huh, Kyle? Yeah, that was. <laughs> There's a business behind you. <laughs> I did. I did think it was funny that when they cut back to them explaining everything to the police. Uh, that was a funny scene. Yeah. Oh, well, there was the next scene when Chris is laying on the couch. Yep. Thinks he's having a nightmare. Mm-hmm. So now at this time, the underground coal fires all erupt, and there's a lot of explosions, a colossal earthquake. Town basically sinks in. So after that, we get back to New York. And Chris is sitting on his couch watching TV. News report comes on talking about this great plight in the town of Alcadania. And they interview the judge who has his ID and says he's coming to live with Mr. Thorne. His, his new grandson-in-law. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which causes Chris to bugs bunny his way out through the wall. <laughs> or Kool-Aid man or however you want to say it. <clears throat> All right. So, what did you guys think of the setting? This little town in New Jersey, in New well, Pennsylvania. That explains a lot. Wherever you know, this little town surrounded by a, it's mostly a salvage yard and a house. That's about it. 
What you guys think of the setting? I mean, it was this, you know, nasty old junket yard, and that's exactly the type of people you expect to live in that kind of place. Sorry. Yeah. Might all the be stereotypical like, or whatnot, but that's what I expect. All the yeah. production design and stuff for the town, though, was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Really yeah. showed off. Showed it off. I mean, the house alone was amazing with all the different traps and all I kept thinking, like, this would make, like, a perfect Halloween Horror Nights house. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, so let's talk about the uh, effects, makeup. You know, Dan Aykroyd, his makeup, playing I mean, both uh, characters. The, the, the judge was great. I mean, when he's peeling everything off in front of the mirror, I mean, I like I said, I've seen this a thousand times, and it still makes me laugh. When that yeah. penis tip comes off his nose and gets in bed, pulls a leg off, turns over, and parts. Yeah, I think the effects are the best part for sure, and all the kind of crazy stuff going on with them. John Candy and Drag, thoughts? He was great. John Candy. Yeah. He's a legend gone too soon. Um, you know, then like. How about the script writing and the dialogue? Like, you know, I particularly like the scene when the judge refers to the grandkids as spoiled and fucking, like, dude, they live outside. Yeah. Like, when, or when the uh, digital underground shows up, when you're in an ambulance, you got a chance. But if you're in a hearse, it's got to be worse. Yep. You know, so quick witted, not lots of good, funny things. So. Um, the directing and the acting directed by Dan Aykroyd. <laughs> a lot of acting by Dan Aykroyd. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I think, you know, hell of a job. This is a good movie. Kind of underrated. You really don't hear too much about it these days. I never really heard anything about it. I was beginning mm-hmm. to wonder if I was crazy and I was the only one who had ever seen it. I don't think I had seen it till you showed it to me 13 years ago. And... So how about the length? Uh, 94 minutes. I mean, there's a reason most of these movies we review are 90-something minutes. Yeah. Seems Um, to be a pretty good time. Yeah, and, I mean, it flew by. Like, you know, I started watching it. It's a fun movie, so it, it moves along. There's enough weird little things to kind of pay attention to to keep you really interested in it. It's... Really good. You know, and it got right to the point. You know, Chevy Chase meets Demi Moore. Their plan of attack, go to Atlantic City, get pulled over. Then the, then the shit show starts. Um, Which I hope does not befall me on my way back across the country again. <laughs> well, if you don't show up, we'll know where to look. Oh, no, I'm flying there. It's, I got to make it back. Okay, well, if you don't text me when you get back, I'll know where to look. Um, how about a sequel potential? I think I it think it's been one. a of, I think it's too late now, but yeah, you yeah. know, ninety two, ninety three, ninety four. I think it, they could have made some money. Um, you know, especially with them taking over New York City. 
That's like, you know, Gremlins too. You know, when they took over New York City, we could have had, you know, Dan Aykroyd and John Candy and the family taking over New York City. Um, so if they were to reboot this movie, who do you think could play the judge? Johnny Depp. <laughs> yeah, I think he's crazy enough. Um, how about John Candy's two characters? Hmm. I think if you were still alive, Chris Farley. Yeah, I think with these characters, it, do, it, it doesn't necessarily need to be the same, you know, style. Because, um, yeah. I mean, John, he played it pretty straight as, um, you know, the cop, whereas not yeah. so much as Eldona, you know, that where that was kind of where he could, you know, shine comedically. Yep. So to so to speak. Um, I mean, I don't think that I don't look at this as this wasn't. I don't think this was a vehicle for John Candy. I think this was more a vehicle for Chevy and Dan, mm-hmm. really. Yeah. I I could see Adam Sandler's group kind of remaking this with Adam Sandler playing the judge, maybe like you know Kevin James or Rob Schneider playing the cop and the the female. And like a David Spade playing in the serious, um, you know, Chevy Chase role. And all right, guys, do we recommend nothing but trouble? Of course I do. Me too. That's why you've seen it. (laughs) Kyle? Yeah, it's a good, uh, I wasn't like as big a fan as you guys, but. It's still good, like, to throw on just because of how crazy it is. Like, it's always yeah. worth it for that. To be fair, you know, the first time I saw it, I was young, so. Yeah. You know, yeah. That, that that makes a difference in how you receive a movie like this. Yeah. You know. All right, Justin, what's your rating? Um, I give this a four. Most of it's nostalgia, but I really yeah. love this movie. It's funny. I'll watch it when it's on. Like, without thought, I'll just stop and watch it. Yep. So. Kyle? Um, I'd probably give it like a 2, two or 2.5, somewhere in there. i give it a 4, much like Justin, kind of, you know, a little bit nostalgic. Um, even though I didn't see it for the first time except for 13 years ago. But, you know, still a good movie, funny. IMDb gave it a 5.1 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes a 12%. Um, 78% of Google users like that movie. And on Letterboxd, it is a 2.4 on Letterboxd. So, and that wraps up Nothing But Trouble. Uh, next week, we are covering 2009's Laid to Rest. I know, Justin, you've seen that movie. We watched it together. Kyle, have you seen Laid to Rest? Um, maybe. That's the guy with the chrome skull mask. I think so. They call him chrome skull. 
<laughs> yeah, I could be oh, wrong. Yeah. I think so, but maybe I, it might be mistaking with another movie, but I'll have to see. Yeah, that was laid the rest to Chrome Skull. But so yeah, that's next week, and the bar is now closed. Thank you so much for listening. You can follow us and stay up to date with the podcast at the Movie Bar Pod on Twitter, at Movie Bar Podcast on Instagram, and at Movie Bar Pod on YouTube, and at the Movie Bar Podcast on Facebook. We are on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Podcast, Anchor, Google Podcast, and most places you listen to your podcasts. And be sure to check out our website, www.moviebarpod.com. And don't forget video episodes. A video version of this episode will drop on Saturday on our YouTube channel. Thank you for listening. Please let us know what you want to hear by contacting us on social media or via email at themoviebaroutlook.com. Please like, review, and subscribe to the podcast and to the YouTube channel. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.